0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
2: Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I am Ollie Davis and this right next to me, weighing it. Oh, I can't think of a different podcast intro this week. Damn it. And it's not even a weekly
1: thing, it's a thrice week. It's Luke Owen! Hello, Swast Nation. Hello to you, Oliver Davis, for, I mean, what a corking little intro that was. Uh, how the devil are you? I'm going to stop changing things up the thing I'm is just gonna stick with here's luke owen when we used to do the old movie podcast this was you never learned this lesson you were always trying to do little wacky intros and everything and i was like but you mess it up every time because you just th- try and think of it on the spot then it goes tits up i i i, ch- I like to make things fun for myself <laughs>
2: it's like a little challenge that i never managed to complete yeah uh but yeah, good
1: show today, But a news, bit of crap gimmicks I love it, yeah, we actually got through two different crap gimmicks That's like the first nine minutes of the show And mm. then it's but News And some good news topics this week I particularly enjoyed talking about the Bullet Club show mm. Yeah, that's been your thing this week That was your continuing through story for the news Absolutely, it was, yeah And I, I just think it's a very interesting topic to be able to discuss Will they be able to sell out a 10,000 seat arena? It's
2: nice to do non-WWE news as yeah, well Yeah, it is Because uh, we, we sort of have to to judge the stories Based on What people want And of course Most people want WWE But Bullet Club Has gone so over With the wrestling Internet fandom In general That now we can lead With Bullet Club stories Absolutely Which is really Really fun and different Hopefully Soon We'll we'll get a, a New Japan Imagine that New Japan 2018 plans
1: yeah. Revealed And um, yeah Especially like with the Bullet Club um, Because they often Say things like We want CM Punk mm. Or we want Daniel Bryan and that just sort of makes them be like, Oh, the Bullet Club wants uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And there's yeah. a connection there from the Ring of Honor. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, well what was that voice? Oh, uh, that was me doing you. That was <laughs> what <laughs> no. My my impression of you is much better. Yeah, it was, it was pretty spot on really, wasn't
2: it? Uh so let's do some iTunes reviews before we get into all this loveliness. There's still, First that, up, there's still that one star review to get to. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Heel Reese You've missed one. Have I? Rob version one. Yeah. Well maybe I was gonna do that second, Luke. Um. Heel Reese, PDF <laughs> Just here for the cheap pop. I'm training to be a wrestler and have been for some time. It's very comforting to know that there are people as interested and involved, albeit not as physically, as I am. Ollie and Luke really do show how much they love wrestling with their knowledge and genuine debate over certain matters. Also, it's just a load of cheeky bants. And congrats on the marital pool, Luke. Thanks, heelreese.pdf. Thanks, heelreese.pdf. Good luck with the wrestling format.
1: Good luck with the wrestling training.
2: Yeah, hopefully you adopt a crap gimmick. And you, you, you wrestle on that as in these shows. Hey, tell us how it's going. If if you if you do become a wrestler, and we can come to your shows. We can big you up. You're uh, England-based. Uh, Rob Version 1, who I was always going to read out second, writes, Fantastic. I couldn't recommend this enough. The mix of humour, reviews and predictions merge seamlessly to form a fantastic podcast. The chemistry between Luke and Owen... Hey! What is this? <laughs> Luke and Owen... You mean Luke and Ollie, or Luke Owen and Ollie Davis is brilliant with the two constantly bouncing off each other. A podcast for casual and hardcore wrestling fans alike. Keep up the brilliant work. Well, I'll give Thanks, you a Rob clap, Rob. Warm. Very much. Uh, but yeah, my name isn't Owen. And you oh yeah, your name is Owen. It's yes. Not a, your name's Luke Owens. That's right. No, it, <laughs> it's right. You said it. Luke said his name's
1: Luke Owens. I don't think I did. There's no S in my name whatsoever. Let's, get on, the, name. let's get on with the show.
2: So how you been doing,
1: Luke? I've been doing all right, mate. Watching a bit more Walking Dead during my lunch break that yes. you kindly give me once a day. Um, so it was—it's been good. I've been doing all right. How about you? I'm good. I'm—I'm I'm of course wearing a new T-shirt, which mm. is a
2: big day.
1: The <laughs> wrestle talk <laughs> because I only have several. Yes, you are famed amongst the uh, the, mm. the SWAFT Nation for only owning a uh, handful of T-shirts. Even like I worry that I wear the same T-shirt too many times, and I try and cycle through mine like you know. As, as little as possible.
2: Yeah, yeah, you bring in multiple t-shirts for the same day
1: so you don't repeat them. That's right, yeah. In fact, I don't care. I'm, I'm very annoyed when mm. I have to do my weekend videos and I record. I usually record both of them on the same day and I forgot to bring a spare t-shirt, which is why. I actually thought about this today when I went to go record the news. That, that, that used to just be a desk that people sat at and we used to have meetings there. Mm. Now it's just become cluttered with props and t-shirts and all sorts. Hand puppets, beach
2: balls, <laughs> yeah. just all the weird things i'm in um, we're into i guess <laughs> yeah 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 well you know some of these that's mine that's mine that's mine uh that oh that's it yeah. so i mean that, i don't have a great deal of t-shirts anyway that one's yours that one's
1: mine I bought those at uh wwe events
2: podcast listeners we are pointing to the uh the t-shirt wall behind us but this this was a gift in wrestle crate a uh, monthly crate I thought it looked pretty nifty It's a a really smart t-shirt I like it a lot And you know what It's been lady partner approved Oh yeah? Yeah I put it on I said what do you think of this one And she was like what is it? it? Looks cool. I Like the colours. I was like, "It's a wrestling t-shirt." She was like, "Oh no, <laughs> I didn't know it was a wrestling t-shirt. I just thought it was some cool Japanese fig- like characters." How could not
1: tell there are people wrestling on it? I don't know. I
2: think she was more attracted to the bright pink letters. Pink and purple. So I, uh, I tried to read what this says mm. uh, when when we opened it in the wrestle crate thing, and you were very interested about the Japanese uh, you say, language.
1: You, you say interested, impressed.
2: Okay. Well, uh, this is actually so. This is just interesting. I thought I'd tell because I, I was like, I'm not going to do this and expose how stupid I am because, you know, I learned Japanese so long ago. But yeah, it's puroresu, it's puroresu, which mm-hmm. is professional wrestling. Now, you're, you're there are multiple, lang- uh, multiple alphabets in Japanese. You've got hiragana, you've got katakana and you've got kanji. Kanji is the really complicated Chinese version where it's all the little infinite strokes uh, and high degrees of illiteracy hiragana is Japanese characters which are a bit more simple, I don't think there's any on here uh, for Japanese words but katakana is for western words or non-native words that then they would use katakana for so coke, a bottle of coke koku, that would be written in katakana mm, rather than hiragana okay. so professional wrestling is obviously an American term so that's why it's in the the, uh, the katakana
1: non-Japanese language alphabet Wow, well, well i mean you come to uh, the yeah. wrestle ramble for the great wrestle chat but actually you you walk away learning something drop a knowledge bomb
2: yes so we're gonna bring that right back down with your crap <laughs> gimmicks let's get into these first up from stephen ablett uh, via the youtube videos the hot dog vendor. Already, I'm sold. I know. When he is not wrestling, he is selling hot dogs from a cart at the side of the stage. He wears a white, a white apron, a hot dog hat, and the storyline starts when someone accuses him of using actual dogs in his meat, and he has to fight to prove
1: it's not a dog, it's a cat. I see you lost me a little bit at the end there but I like yeah. the the general conceit of this of just he's a hot dog vendor this this is what I wanted from the uh, from the crap gimmick roster all mm. along he is a blank and a wrestler that's what I that's what I was really after this is great it's Yeah, it's a great gimmick.
2: I like especially the... why well, it's a great crap gimmick. I especially like the way how he has something to do outside of his matches. Yeah. He's And not just by ringside. He should be walking through the crowds, uh, yelling, Hot dogs, get all peanuts! Yeah. Peanuts! Getting nuts here. And, you know, interacting with the crowd. So you've got something going on. Not all the time. You don't want him out there distracting from all the crap matches. But, you know, you can just put him out there occasionally. Maybe while someone he's feuding with is having a match. Mm-hmm. Then who's that on the hard cam side? That's right. The Crap Gimmick roster has a hard cam, <laughs> but it's going to be slightly tilted yeah. and framed wrong. You know, you'll, you'll get... Uh, there'll be too much uh, crowd Yeah, and also, the framing uh, would be
1: off. My request for that would also it's not white balanced.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, all the colours will be off. And then, yeah, he walks through the crowd like the Drifter used to do back when the Drifter was the natural... Drifter. Name that he had instead of just Elias. Uh, yeah, I like it, but yes, it does fall down with with how you've managed to book his first storyline. Yeah. that's not
1: going to fly in the crap gimmick roster. It really is not. No, but I like the general conceit of it. Yeah. Uh, what
2: well, what would you have as the hot dog vendor's first feud? <sighs>
1: have you got anyone you could pet book him against? I mean, the Beastmaster comes to mind. Yeah. because the Beastmaster be very angry. Because maybe the Beastmaster doesn't understand that the hot dog meats aren't actually made sure. of, of hot dogs, but he's channeling the power of the dog. I I think
2: I wouldn't put Beastmaster and Hot Dog Vendor together. I don't see I see hot dog vendor like lower mid card. But Beastmaster, Zog, they're like top Fishmonger, <laughs> T- they're top. top main eventers. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't you know it will make Beastmaster who's our moneymaker. A little bit. Maybe you're right. Down. I would put him in with the lumberjack.
1: Yeah, I that think. works. Yeah, lumberjack
2: yeah. would work. Uh, at most, fishmonger. Who's like you? Sort of upper mid. Yeah. Top main of. Uh, under main event guy.
1: I hope he doesn't take offence to uh, you saying that he's uh, he's not a main event. Yeah,
2: fishmonger cause... is actually a real person now.
1: <laughs> uh, one of our very fun Twitter fans has uh, has
2: adopted the gimmick. It's so funny. It's re- incredible. It makes me laugh I so much. I love you. <laughs> uh, so the arts of Marshall... MMA Edits, Snappy Name, has also gone in touch via YouTube. Now, this is quite a long one because it's a button. Luke hasn't heard this. No, I've not. So I've selected this one. I have a crap gimmick for yous. Introducing in three, two, one, Robin Good. Robin Good would be a heroic thief who would steal champions titles and then grant them to the poor, aka low to mid carders. He only shows up for the big five pay per views, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Money in the Bank and Survivor Series or SummerSlam. In the build up to those, he always ends a shot to the title, rinsing through the roster because he's just that good. When he inevitably wins the title, he does not celebrate. He walks into the crowd, through the stadium, only to show up to the next night's Raw or SmackDown and grant the mid card. His victory. He would then cut a major babyface promo every time, leaving the title in the middle of the ring and leaving through the crowd. A random superstar would collect the title, and they would be champion. I'd imagine they'd lose it soon after because ultimately they're midcarders. Yada yada yada, and he goes on to to. He's then booked. He's. I think this. Uh, what's his name? Sorry, the, the arts, arts of, of martial has confused the crap gimmick roster, that promotion, with WWE. Yeah,
1: well, I did think that, because he was talking a lot about Royal yeah. Ramble.
2: So those bits, of course he wouldn't be in uh, WWE's Big Five, but he would be at Crapper Slam yep. and Crapperversary. And, and, the Royal Ra- and the Royal Ramble. And the Royal Ramble, or Wrestle Series. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, you can't, you can't go booking people against Brock Lesnar and Finn Balor no. in WWE. You can sure you can sign Finn Balor to a really crappy gimmick in our roster. He's already got a crappy gimmick in WWE. Though. Fair play, his Pumpkin gimmick. King. Well, now he gets beaten by Kane. Mm, that's his gimmick. That's the that's the new one. what's <laughs> well, the wrong answer? Yeah. Finn Balor's the wrong answer. I can't believe everyone voted for him on the poll. <laughs>
1: so, what do you think of uh, Robin Good? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sold on this one. I'm not as sold on it as as you, because you were very high on this when we were putting it together. Mm. Um, but I, I'm not overly sold on Robin Good, I'm afraid. I, st- I so here's why I like it. And
2: if the cramic if the crammick, if the crap wrestling promotion was a thing, the CWC, CWA, mm-hmm. CWA, yeah. Crap Wrestling Associ- Association, I would like to have a title that at every big show, so three times a year or whatever it is. Uh, they win and then sacrifice the belt the next night. So everyone knows what's going to happen. And it's like a throwaway belt. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just a comedy spot where these two guys, the heel and Robin Good, so sheriff of crap, of crap in them, and Robin Good, they're always going at it. And Robin Good always comes comes mm. on top
1: i don't know man i don't think i'm sold okay no this, okay. this one that maybe you could sign him to uh, to your brand to developmental no we're not having a crap <laughs> brand split wwe have done that for us
2: <laughs> so hot dog vendor yes oh yes absolutely uh but uh, i'm afraid arts of marshall we're gonna have to pass although i did go to bat for you
3: as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b
0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Now we're going to kick off with this one because I'm worried. I just I, feel, I can feel it as soon as we put this up because we're shooting this on Thursday, so it's up for Patreons on Friday and everyone else will see it on Saturday.
1: I'm worried the Singh brothers are already going to be released by the time we do this. Because you have always have the theory that WWE do their firings on a Friday. Yes. Because that's like, it's a business thing. You do your firings on a Friday because A, you've got that full week of work mm. out of them. But B, well, they've got the weekend then. So they've always got something else to look forward to. Well, it's, and yeah, it's a quieter news
2: day. Quieter news day. You do it at the close of play on Friday. It gets buried. You know, any initial outrage you could have sat on from Monday or Tuesday you're actually like, oh, it's the weekend. Everyone goes out and has fun. They kind of forget about it. By the time they get back on Monday, they're like, oh, man, Austin Aries was released. But oh, well, what can you do? It's I'm not wrong, as angry I. as I was on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is weird that they released Emma. Uh,
1: who were the others? Summer, Summer Ray, Ray and Darren Young. Yeah, that
2: was it. On a Sunday. Yeah. It's not
1: even a work day. It's the Lord's Day. Well, i tell you why I think they did it that day is because you and I don't work weekends. Yeah. So they were like, <laughs> "If we do it on a weekend, there won't be any coverage on it on that bloody Wrestle mm. Talk because there's no one in the studio to record the news." That's why they did the bloody uh, the announcement for Kurt Angle having his wrestling uh, in-ring return on a Saturday. Yeah, haven't forgiven you for that, Vinny. Uh, so yes, Singh
2: Brothers, there's a report from PW Insider that said actually a few weeks ago. The, there was talk about replacing the Sing brothers with two new talents or uh, another act to give to package with Jinder Mahal, and th- there were talks of writing Sing brothers off of television. And then that talk quieted down. But then, of course, we had what transpired on this Tuesday's episode, where the Sing brothers had a cre- like a four-star classic with AJ Styles, and then uh, they lost, despite having the numbers advantage, but definitely not the phenomenal talent advantage. So Jinder was angry and he beat both
1: of them up. Yeah, okay, so, like, do do they look at Jinder and be like, well, the Jinder was a failed experiment. It's probably Mm. the Singh Brothers' fault, really. Let's, They're the let's, best let's, thing about the let, act. Let's package him with with two different lads. Yeah. Like, that's not going to solve the gender problem, really, is it? Like, if, as you said quite rightly there, the Singh brothers were the best thing about his act. Mm. This uh, really does feel like, and actually, Meltzer noted this in the, the Resting Observer newsletter. This ju- is just like taking uh, Ricardo R- R- Rodriguez away from Alberto because it was just like, ah, that, yeah. this act's not working anymore. When actually, it still was working. And Ricardo was probably the best thing about the actor. Like, it was the introduction, it was the big mm. whole package for Alberto. The cars. The cars and everything, yeah. And as soon as those two split away, Alberto went very cold. Then, especially, remember when Ricardo was uh, managing Rob Van Dam mm. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, what a, what a weird mix. Weird, weird mix. It's just like, yeah. like cause what do you do with the Sing Brothers after this? Unless, as you said, you release them. I just think there were still legs in this trio, really. I, d- I don't think the act had run its course yet. That yeah, the act was fine. It was where they were pushed to
2: that there was that was the problem. Because yeah. so if that was like a solid United States, which is just such the right title for the level of act that it is, the foreign heel. Like if they were in the mid card, I think everyone would be going, man, Jinder has really upped his game this year. They've really tried to create a new star at a slow, steady pace and they packaged him right. Yeah. But because he was pushed right to the top and then right down everyone's throats so unconvincingly and you know so high and so fast, But the opposite's been the case. Yeah, it's a real shame. I feel really bad for uh, the Singh Brothers slash uh, the Bollywood boys. So it could not transpire and they could just turn up on Smackdown the following week. There's been loads of times, it, you yeah, know, they just, I'm angry so I'm going to beat up the people I care about
1: the most. It's was a tragic yeah. storyline. I could see them on Smackdown Live, the Singh Brothers coming out to do mm-hmm. like the, we beg you to to forgive us and sure, let has yeah. come back and be your little entourage.
2: But at the same time, yeah, at the same time, just look at what happened at James Ellsworth several weeks prior where Carmella kicked him, kicked him to the side, which she had done before. But yeah, this was the way to write James off TV. And he was released two days after.
1: Again, another act that didn't need to be split up. Yeah. I still think there was legs with those two.
2: Definitely. Uh, But maybe not as many legs as the rumoured intergender match at WrestleMania. Did you ever hear that pitch? No. Apparently I don't know how far along. I, I reckon it was just one of those ideas that someone chucked out in a meeting and it sort of got picked up by a website it was Pro Wrestling Sheet and they said oh there's been talk of. When really there was no serious talk it was just someone pitched an idea. That's what I think it sounds like. Where James Ellsworth was going to go down a
1: transgender path oh. and uh, fight Charlotte for the women's title at WrestleMania. <sighs> I'm so, I mean, I'm glad... I, I mean, I don't buy it for, for a second. But you, maybe you're right that someone like, just threw out as like, a possible, like, oh, mm. wouldn't that be funny? And then it was like, nope, let's definitely not do that. Because yeah. it is 2017 slash nearly 2018. Very different time to when we tried to do that with Santino many, many moons ago. This, it's not the right climate to be doing this storyline, especially because, you know, we're, we're a year removed, over a year removed from uh, Stephanie McMahon saying we're going to start doing LGBTQ2 storylines. LGBTQ story Maybe lines. that's and it. Then, and, uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, but really... They'll push Ellsworth <laughs> as a transgender is, is champion. Is that the way that you yeah. want to do it, though, as a joke?
2: No, but maybe it'll be really good.
1: <laughs> well, Ellsworth is very Why good. Why are
2: you being so cynical on WWE's <laughs> ability to portray sensitive storylines, Luke? I mean, I don't like, know. Like, what
1: track record are you basing <laughs> this off of? Yeah, maybe I'm completely in the wrong on this one. So, yeah,
2: Singh Brothers, perhaps they're only done on SmackDown. Uh, they could go back to NXT as the Bollywood Boys. Maybe they could go to 205 Live. And not have matches. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's been a, a lot of... Rumours about a shakeup on 205 Live. There's Hideo Atami coming soon. There's Rockstar Spud still waiting around. Although I, I hear he's booking indie dates. so oh, really? Don't know if that's been delayed or anything. Hmm. But the WWE sent out one of those email polls to people. They did. Uh, a survey, a questionnaire, asking stuff about 205
1: Live, which usually indicates wwe want to change things up yeah absolutely uh, the The questions on there were very interesting Mm. as well very much like a do you watch it live or on vod which very much it feels like that's a we're trying to find a way to not record this live anymore which i don't know why they bothered doing in the first place it was a much better idea to have that open smackdown rather than do it after smackdown when people go home well because the number five rhymes with live Oh, sorry. Yes, of course. Yeah, and then
2: the whole show wouldn't work if that <laughs> if
1: that wasn't the title. Ah, uh, so it was one of those things where you credit the title and you're like, "Oh, we've written ourselves into a yeah. corner now. Now we have to do it live." You thank God we didn't call ourselves the Wrestle Quality, <laughs>
2: because we would disappoint people every week. Yeah, as, like two or five live. So, as sort of a, a segue, speaking about that probably never seriously considered storyline for James Ellsworth, a women's Royal Rumble match is seems to be. Not going to happen in 2018. Yeah. The Sun are reporting it, who are a... They, calm down. Luke not, does not like that tabloid newspaper. I,
1: I will not get... I, okay, fun fact for you here. Oh, no, no, no. no, bloop, no, no, this peel, is, peel no. behind the curtain. <sighs> I once wrote a diatribe in a news script about how much I hated The Sun and how much you shouldn't buy it, and uh, you made me take it out.
2: Yes, yes. Well, the news isn't for moral posture. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, and... Uh, but Wrestling Observer and Pro Wrestling Sheet, who are a lot more on the money with these sorts of things, they say, while it was discussed back in the summer, it seems like there's no plans at the moment for the Women's Royal Rumble. Which is weird, because the NXT women were called up. We all thought that was... A sign of the times. A sign of uh, But the... Yeah. It seems not for the Rumble. It just seems because the division was stale. Yeah. So, potentially no Royal Rumble this year. But... It does look like, according to Pro Wrestling Sheets, they are considering an Elimination Chamber match.
1: Yeah, which will obviously be a Raw uh, exclusive. Paper raw, is raw this year. It's yep. the Raw one this year, which so would be uh, with all the, the Raw lasses. So let's, let's count those al- off. They always do get the first, don't they? Apart mm. from the Money in the Bank, won by James Ellsworth.
2: Asker, Paige, Bailey, Sasha Banks, mm. Nia Jax and
1: Alexa Bliss. Uh, and, um,
0: uh, well, I was just, oh, I was oh,
2: just giving, six. right?
1: Sorry, I thought you were just go, I thought you were going through all the women. I was like, there's mm. also Alicia Fox as well. Then I, yeah. could, and then I couldn't think of anyone else. Oh, Alicia Dana Brooke. Fox,
2: Dana Brook. Well, yeah. Dana Brook, I think, is in Singh Brothers territory at the moment, <laughs>
1: and of course, uh, Mandy Rose and yes. Sarah Logan. Yeah, so those six, um, I, I think could very much work, but the problem is like you're, you're putting Asker into that situation mm. then when she, she has to win because you can't. I wouldn't, it's I said so, fine. But, I mean, yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that as well. Um, but, but you want you, you almost want that championship win to be at WrestleMania. Yes, but do you do it for the title? I would have I would have set it up for the number one contender for the number one contendership, yeah. especially if you're not doing the uh, the women's Royal Rumble. So, I yeah, because I, I so because my my feeling is that a SmackDown star is winning the Rumble this year, and I'm really really hoping it's Shinsuke Nakamura to mm. have and nakamura aj styles at wrestlemania yes please um and so which means that Rorga then can use elimination chamber to be essentially their setup for their wrestlemania matches they can use the men's one to have roman reigns win it to set up reigns versus lesnar at wrestlemania and yeah maybe asuka wins the women's one to set up her versus alexa bliss at wrestlemania Mm. yeah i like uh, the, the elimination chamber match is it, has it
2: ever been done for the number one contendership?
1: Yeah, it used to be done. So, back in the day when they used to have the brand splits, but they were all on the same sure. show, the, um, I think they would do it for like the world title or the number one content. Maybe they did do it. I always, in my head, it's always
2: for the title, which I think is a missed opportunity. I think, especially in a brand split age, you know, you want uh, one brand to have the rumble and then the, the next one can get the elimination chain. Yeah,
1: maybe. Maybe I've completely remembered that wrong.
2: I could have also got it wrong. I'm sure Sure someone will let us know. Everyone will let us know uh, what we're getting wrong there. But I think, I, I mean, I don't know how easy it is to rehearse an elimination chamber match. Uh, Bruce Pritchard uh, covered Survivor Series 2002 recently on Something to Wrestle, and they that was when the first elimination chamber match was Shawn Michaels' second match after his comeback, and uh, or second pay per view match and they said that they did they had no idea what it was. Did you listen to it? I've listened to it. Oh, it's fascinating. Yet. Nobody I've had just, I've only just finished the Rock episode. Mm, nobody had an idea what it was going to look like or like how solid it was going to be. They just like, you know, said this is what we want it to be, like the chambers, and they sort of gave it over to a company who then created this uh, the structure, the the terrifying structure. And Bruce Pritchard says, "You can tell this is why we never use people who have never worked in a wrestling ring to create a structure like that again because it was so unforgiving and just brutal to work in uh, you know, and that first match, Triple H got his windpipe crushed. From Rob, Rob Van, Van Dam, yeah. I think there were a few other injuries in there. People were getting busted open hard way
1: because everything just, was so sharp. I was going to say, like, it looks horrendous to wrestling. Yeah. And I remember when they did the Elimination Chamber this year, and everyone was like, "Oh, they just put pads around it now." It's just like it's it's really pussified, And I'm like, no, this is a good thing. Did you it see is. what that match used to be? It is
2: a good thing, but I did miss the great. <laughs> did you? I'm a horrible person. You know, like a. Maybe in a few years' time like When chair shots to the head were first banned I was like, oh, I miss a chair shot to a head Now I'm like, ugh When I see one, I'm like, oh my god, that's horrible But maybe in a few years' time I'll I'll look back the same way But now I still still miss the pads But I know I shouldn't, but I do Uh, Yeah, so my larger point is If most of the women's matches Are planned out to the spot You don't really call it in the ring Or just improvise They don't trust them enough Yeah, they're they're sort of laid out spot by spot You go from here to here to here Which is why some matches Don't have that energy that other ones do Uh, How do you plan that out And rehearse With the Elimination Chamber structure? Yeah Because that is not a you don't have that line around at the performance center.
1: Well no, well, look what happened at the uh, the Hell in the Cell when they did the uh, Sasha Banks and Charlotte's. Their table spot messed up mm. and the match just completely fell apart because they were like, "Uh-oh. Well now what do we do?" Yeah. And yeah, so there is that worry as in with the elimination chamber if you don't have that elimination chamber to work with because they're not ready to hand, mm-hmm. can it go a bit niffles north? And well hopefully, I mean you've got very good workers
2: in there. Very if good Alicia workers. Fox is in there,
1: I'm worried. <laughs>
2: I'm she's going to like... Well, she'd be kicking out of everything, first of all. (laughs) Unpinnable Fox. Uh, Finn Balor has been a not... I mean, what's the best way to get into this story?
1: Well, okay. I mean, suppose to to go from the start. From the start. There was a report, originally by the Wrestling Observer, that Finn Balor had been taken out of the Royal Rumble, non-Rumble main Mm events against Brock Lesnar because Vince McMahon had just decided he's not over. And... You know, they look at the story and you're like, well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. They booked him to not get over. He didn't get over. And now they look at him and go like, well, he can't get over. So that was that story. And then Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated kind of like adapted the story and said like, well, actually, there was never any plan for him to be Mm. in that match. Despite the fact that there's kind of evidence to the contrary of that, because Paul Heyman's been talking about it all year up until like the week before Survivor Series. And he said that It is the same thing though Is that Vince McMahon just says He's not over He even
2: described uh, Finn Balor As being seen As the new Dolph Ziggler Yeah when, And as soon as I read that I was like Oh no Yeah that is horrendous that is, yeah And like we're Big Dolph Ziggler fans We love but, Dolph Ziggler But he's just been Hammered into a certain spot uh, and, and hamstringed by booking And that's it's tragic
1: to think that's going to happen to Bala. well Dolph Ziggler is the sort of guy that yeah I mean like 10 years ago I was just like he's it he's like mm. he's a future of this this company he's going to be absolutely awesome but now every time I see him on TV or I see him in feuds all I can think is I really hope you get released at some point not because I want to see you lose your job but I want to see you get some passion yeah. back and I think you'll only get that passion back once you step outside of the WWE bubble and can kind of do something else I feel the same way about Zack Ryder mm-hmm. and I think that he is also in that Dana Brooke uh, Sing Brothers spots oh, Yeah especially after The Mojo Rawley turn Exactly that's what I'm thinking I wonder if we are Going to get a Black Friday car Oh no We're going to get It all tomorrow I, I don't like them I do, My heart I, does yeah, break Yeah my, my, my heart Goes out to them as well um, But anyway so, uh, Moving on from that Finn Balor then started having a little bit of fun mm. on social media, talking about how he's over things. Like, changed his uh, name to Finn Balor Forever, but highlighted the O-V-E-N-R. Um, then he just he had a picture of him cutting turkey, and he's like, I'm not over cutting this turkey. He did one yesterday where him with him and Adeo Itami playing golf. He said, good round of golf today. I'm too over par. Nice. Yeah, just like loads
2: of little bits like that. It's classic Balor trolling. Yeah. Like how... I used to love... Well, I didn't used to love it because it was very frustrating. But back when he was in NXT, he would post so many photos of like with Raw people or near the Raw arena where it was taking place that night on the day of Raw. You'd be like, oh my God, he's going to get called up. He's debuting tonight. But it was just him having fun with us. Yeah. So this is probably that same sense of humor. But I I do... Like WWE isn't the most laid-back, fun-filled place where you can do these things in a very public medium and not expect there to be repercussions, as unjustified as those repercussions are, because these are quite obviously humorous tweets directed at dirt sheets, at Wrestling Reports, rather than, I guess it's, yeah, rather than the booking or management. But they're so thin-skinned and everyone's got to prove themselves that maybe, yeah I'd, And then on Friday, on Monday's episode of Raw Sorry, it's Balor
1: Who has this weird match Unnecessary
2: match Because Kane already beat Jason Jordan But then he just, Finn Balor's sent out there To lose he, well, won. Not, he won but he'd just get beaten up He
1: won, I'm, I'm doing massive air quotes
2: So why not just, I know you sort of want to keep Justin, uh, Jason Jordan As a as a heel because So you don't want him to get that sympathy baby face stuff but still, Braun Strowman runs out. It's, it's, people remember Braun Strowman running out. It's just Finn Balor seems so odd in that place. And when stuff feels hammered in like that with the uh, context of the previous week, it just feels like that was WWE's way of, yeah, don't do that. Don't post like that on social media. You're getting jobbed out to
1: Kane in a pretty brutal fashion. I think I disagree. I mean, oh, yeah? like, I just think I, WWE just seems like a really fun and, oh, and, right. and laid, laid back place to work with. Especially when it comes to social media. I mean, just ask Jimmy Jacobs. Yes.
2: Well, yeah.
1: But anyway, so there was then a poll put up on by WWE of like, who mm. would you like to see face uh, Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble? And I think then because Fallon, uh, Fala, Balor kind of like retweeted it and he sort of like got a bit involved. That then He was already winning the poll anyway, but that then pushed the poll up even further. So he was then at like 64%. Yeah. Whereas everyone else on a list that included like Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Triple H, and Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt, they were all getting like 3-4%. Tell you what, actually, the, the worrying one of that is Roman Reigns getting like 4%. Mm. Dean Ambrose got like zero. Yeah.
2: <sighs> well, Finn Balor's former... Well, he's the faction he founded is doing pretty all right for themselves. Luke, tell us about this because I'm going to sip some
1: water. That's fine. Speaking of no, actually, do you remember when uh, gallows and Anderson were coming over to WWE when they first announced that? And um Bala posted a picture of him stood outside the performance center like looking at his watch wearing a Bala Club nice. t-shirt being like I'm still waiting. I'm waiting for the guys to arrive. Just Go. classic trolling. Classic trolling. Yeah. Um I think he might have been wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt. Anyway, uh, so the Bullet Club, this started from uh, back in around about May, June time. Someone asked Dave Meltzer on Twitter, do you think Ring of Honor could sell out a 10,000 seat arena? Now, for context, no one outside of the WWE has sold out a 10,000 seat arena since WCW in, t- in 2000. Um, by the time they closed their doors, they were nowhere near close. They were getting like 6,000. The closest we've come is TNA, who managed to sell out a 7,000-seat arena um, when they were actually popular, and Mm. people were quite happy to spend money on their product. Ring of Honor, on the other hand, has only ever managed 3,500. That's the most they've ever drawn uh, to a house. Very popular, but that's the most (laughs) they've ever drawn um, to a house. So Dave Meltzer said... Someone said, can they sell out 10,000? He said, no. It's not going to happen anytime soon. And uh, then... Cody Rhodes current Ring of Honor champion saw this and retweeted it saying like I accept that bet Dave because I think that we can do and that has now snowballed into this is a Bullet Club event it's not a Ring of Honor event because Dave was reporting the other day that um, Ring, of, like the Bullet Club still need Ring of Honor's approval to do this show I think they probably have got a, a working relationship but this is being self-financed by Cody and the Young Bucks so it's very much just a bullet club event. It's like the NWO sold mm. out in 98. And they are scouting 10,000 seat locations. They are going to do this next year, and it's going to be called All In. And so I suppose... My, all in. All in, yes. And, which I knew you'd be very happy <sighs> about when I saw the title. Is that title. what it's actually going to be called? It's tentatively <laughs> titled called that at the moment, yeah. That's what Cody Rhodes is saying. Chuck a hashtag in front of it. Yeah.
2: With the just Are they trying to capitalise off the Justice League hashtag?
1: I don't think... Of, if there's any movie you He's want a, to try and capitalise on, it's yeah. probably not Justice League. Well, Cody's a big comic book fan. He's a big nerd. Big nerd, yeah. Uh, so I suppose the question to you, Oliver Davis... Yes. Uh, YouTube's Oliver Davis... Do you think the Bullet Show can sell the Bullet Show the, the, Bullet, Bu- the Show. Bullet Show Well it's <laughs> so the Bullet, Bullet Show. Show Do you think the Bullet Club can sell out a 10,000 seat arena Well there's two names that would do
2: that and that is Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Yeah. CM Punk is apparently quite friendly with the Young Bucks. It's very
1: Matt friendly and with Nick them. Jackson of, of keep on texting him to to join. Matt Jackson was quoted in uh, Rolling Stone mm. saying that the conversations that he's had with Punk have been essentially if Punk had would decide to get back into a wrestling ring, Matt Jackson's the first person he's calling.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: the impression I got. Yeah. Because he's I think
2: if in the very unlikely scenario that Punk does go back to wrestling well i guess we'll see with the ufc stuff this weekend uh he's not going to wwe no because he doesn't need the money and he hates everybody there <laughs> not and everybody, everybody and everyone there. hates him yeah uh definitely management so and what this way you get to go you get to work with your friends and you stick it to the guys who rejected you yeah. or who made you leave wrestling so cm punk I think could definitely break that house of course not just cm punk you need that undercard of all the ring of honor guys all of the uh sort of uh new japan guys as well hopefully there's a connection there because kenny omega uh, if you get an Akada as well resting on american soil what was it i can't remember what the new japan events did in long beach earlier this year but i remember them saying oh we should have gone for like a five thousand seat seater building or something because they just sold out so quickly in their one, one or two thousand seat of building Yeah So if you get like The novelty Of the New Japan guys Wrestling there uh, You've got The Ring of Honor guys as well That's nothing new though Because Ring of Honor And New Japan Do shows all the time They've got that Working relationship But you add on A
1: CM Punk Or a Daniel Bryan that's the game changer I was going to say because Daniel Bryan's contract for WWE expires summer next year and they haven't announced a date for this show they've just said it's going to happen in 2018 Mm. once they've confirmed an arena and if they do it later half of 2018 that does give you a chance then that maybe Daniel Bryan because he's cleared to wrestle by other doctors just not WWE doctors that we could uh, that's what Cody wants he wants the main event to be Mm. Cody versus Bryan Danielson For the Ring of Honor uh, championships, that that's like that's their dream main event. I mean, whatever way it goes, like even if they don't sell out the ten thousand, they're still going
2: to make a lot of money. Well, yeah, like just the merch sales alone, the the amount of Bullet Club stuff there.
1: Everyone, everyone there is going to buy a Bullet Club special edition t shirt. I uh, imagine. Meltzer said that uh, like at the very least they would do twenty dollars a head Mm. on on um. On merchandise, which is a, an incredible number yeah. uh, for a wrestling show. But actually, I was listening to a podcast yesterday talking about this this ten thousand seat arena show, and they made the very good point that even WWE can't sell out ten thousand seat arena sometimes. Mm. So, you know, and they are, but they, they run they, all the time. I know they run all the time, but still, they're the biggest game in town. They're the mm. biggest sheriff in town. So, if this, if they are going to sell out the ten thousand 10, seats, which is Cody's goal this isn't just about making money, this is almost about proving a point to say that the independent scene is thriving, to the point that we can sell out a 10,000 seat arena. So that, I mean, I, I think that if you get 7,000 people, that's a great number. Like, that's amazing. What an achievement. Mm. But for Cody, I feel that it's, it's 10,000 or nothing. And, yeah, it, it it's, re- it's going to have to be a hell of a card to be able to pull in the 10,000.
2: Yeah, because I I guess you sort of want that travelling audience as well. From, yeah. for, you, you want some Fly ins from Britain, maybe you make a, a sort of WrestleMania weekend around it. Yeah, if you book it with what's the not Wrestlecade, there's the big wrestling convention that happens around Survivor Series. Yeah, I time. know what you mean. The one they going. book Starcade to go against. So maybe if you tie it in with that, it's on Starcade weekend. You know, Cody's dad made Starcade. Well, he came up with a name. Uh, there's, there's plenty you can do. I tell you, it'd be really interesting though. What the real interesting question is beyond the event itself, is if they do pull it off, and they do have Daniel Bryan, that's fantasy, imagine this, and CM Punk, and they, they sell out a 10,000-seater arena, What? how did
1: WWE respond to that? Um, Probably just go about their business, I guess. I like, don't know. I, like I, I, internally, I think they'll be very, very annoyed, very upset about all this. There'll probably be a lot of calls, a lot of conferences, a lot of meetings about how we need to improve our live show gates, how we need to just put triple h on every show cuz i think that's that's their only answer to at the moment to to sell tickets i think they're counterbook something on the same night oh very oh, close by yeah that, that that's absolutely yeah, yeah. Would, or yes in the next town over they'd probably like book a house show there or something
2: i think any season this is possible will go out to the, the the bullet club and the young bucks yeah uh, i think they'll be targeted legally and then afterwards I think WWE will be more aggressive
1: going after indies, just like they did with the UK scene last yeah. year. Oh, no, yeah. So, as I mean, I think like, internally it's going to mm. be very, very petty and it's going to be very, very angry. But yeah, maybe you're right. Afterwards, they're going to just do a big indie raid of being like, we need yeah. to, we, uh, we a lot need, of signings. We need a lot of new talent into yeah. NXT. So, we need to just like, sweep all these people up. Develop young mm. talents, as, as Triple H would put it. But what
2: about old
1: talents, Luke? <laughs> old talents repackaged.
2: Well, that's where all the money is, isn't it? Just look at Survivor Series. But it, the, but in this case, it is. And I... When it first happened on Monday, when Matt Hardy started to do the delete hand movement... Someone told you off for doing that as well, because it's not with the hand, it's with a finger. Oh, my, my apologies, with the finger. Uh, and then, like, when that happened, I was like, oh, well, the, the ship sailed now. Yeah. But then on... Then I started to get a bit more excited about it when more stuff broke on Tuesday, and then in today's news, which is Thursday, uh, it you know Ed Nordholme's fully said, it's it's your gimmick now, pretty much, and we're amending our own contracts as well. So it's Matts to to run with. We've got
1: a white flag that we can wave around here. Unfortunately, for, for, for Ed. not.
2: Uh, but the it wasn't until I said you know wrestling memes they put up a video of of Matt doing the delete hand thing at Raw. And then it would flash back to all these moments from his broken career in TNA. And I was watching him and I was like, man, that was fun and different and unique. And if you can have just even half of what you had there, that's going to make WWE
1: Raw so interesting. I was going to say, I feel like half is what you're going to have to accept because I'm not even sure we're going to get half, Mm. really. I was thinking about this the other day, and I I, I I felt like I was a bit down on the on the whole broken slash woken thing, whatever we're we're going to be calling it now, because Matt has been calling himself woken Hardy on Twitter. So it's probably it's it looks like it's going to be woken, yeah. Because then Vince McMahon
2: can own that gimmick, yeah. But Matt can also own I, broken. So wo- if yeah. Matt leaves,
1: he can still use broken on the indies, but Vince McMahon owns all the woken merchandise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so. But then, you know, I, I saw that same video that the wrestling oh, news yeah. put up and I was like, yeah, maybe this can be quite good. But I was thinking about it during the week that this is going to be a WWE version of Broken. Mm. And I'm not as excited about a WWE version of Broken as I am about the Matt Hardy Broken stuff that he was doing, uh, you know, this time last year. Because that was all Matt. You know, it's all Matt and it's all him and Jeff and uh, Jeremy Borash. And it was just them putting together this little, and Billy Corgan, I believe, it just this, you know, very wacky little situation they came up with. In WWE, though, it's got to go through the 16 writers, it's got to go through production, it's got to go through Vince himself. And then it just becomes a very watered down version, a WWE eyes version yeah. of Woken. And is that going to be any good?
2: Is it going to be goofy comedy? Yeah, it's, and especially with Jeff out. You know, so much about the formation story of Matt, uh, Broken Matt, was the, the feud with his brother, Brother Nero. Uh, I mean, I'm, optimi- I'm, I'm an optimist, but yeah, the track record is not good. Uh, but I can
1: hope. Yeah. What a show. What news. What, what great banter. Four out of ten. Yeah, pretty much.
2: I I had a weird dream last night about uh, me, Bret Hart, and what were we doing? I don't know, but it was like me, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and we were just all hanging out.
1: Yeah, you're hanging out with Bret and Shawn. Yeah. Shooting the breeze. Yeah,
2: all the people from that era. I can't really. I think it's because I listened to uh, the Something to Wrestle Bret Hart episode shortly before bedtime. Oh, right. And I I mean, it's got. It's got Bruce Pritchard's version. We should stop promoting other people's podcasts so much on our podcast. But it's got a fascinating detail of the Montreal screwjob from
1: Bruce Pritchard's perspective. Which I suppose, because I, I, I did delete that episode before listening hmm. to it. And I think it's probably because, like, oh, God, I've heard this story so many times. But maybe, actually, I want to go listen to it from a, a Bruce perspective. Yeah, maybe if you... Yeah, just the the like the last half hour, 45 minutes, yeah. based on that. Well, they did go through a bit of a run where Conrad was putting in timestamps hmm. for like certain topics of discussion, which was great, because I can just skip to the bits that I'm actually interested in hearing about. Um, so yeah, if you send it for that one, I've got a bit of a... I can go through that. Yeah, it is, it is really good, uh, and just the way they...
2: Just the things that Bruce shoots down, but you're also like he's shooting down some things that you're like, oh, but that probably did happen yeah. because of wrestling with shadows. Yeah, because like, you mean that hard evidence. Yeah, <laughs> and I love it when like you know that's the whole fascinating thing about history. There's the your primary sources are always going to be biased and have their own agenda, and it's a, it's a similar thing with this wrestling history. You can get a com- not a completely different, but a, a significantly altering version of events from one person compared to another and they're both equally valid and you're like what's going on here and trying to reconcile those two viewpoints or versions is fascinating
1: I had that with the uh, the WCW video I did a couple of weeks ago about Hulk Hogan uh, suing WCW mm. over the, the Bash at the Beach 2000s uh, storyline angle and it's amazing like how I will never know the true events of that day because Bischoff and Hogan have their version of the story, because of course they do, it's Bischoff and Hogan. But Vince and Jarrett have their version of the story, because of course they do, it's Russo and Jarrett. Neither story matches, <laughs> and whenever Bischoff and, Rus- whenever Bischoff and Hogan tell the story, Russo and Jarrett always say like, that's rubbish, that's not what happened. Mm. But then when Russo and Jarrett tell their story, Hogan and Bischoff go like, yes, that didn't happen that way. I will never know the true events of that day. Fascinating
2: wrestling stuff. Anyway. Let's get on with some iTunes reviews to close out the show. First from Drake Liam. Decent enough, as title says. I like it. Great review, Liam. I love
1: that one. That's the kind of review
2: we are. I love it. Decent enough. Decent enough. Pretty consistent. Yeah. Uh, And Met Ramsey fan writes, thank you for the best wrestling podcast. What a fantastic podcast. Ollie and Luke get me through my long journeys to work and provide in-depth wrestling content provide hilarious ramble that keep up the podcast feeling natural. You guys got me back interested into wrestling, so thank you. P.S. Sorry about Everton this season, Luke. Oh,
1: don't, Met Ramsey fan. Let's give you your cheap pop. Thanks, Met Ramsey oh, fan. What a season it has been. Jeez, yeah, with the Conkers and autumn. Yeah. Beautiful season. I, do you know It's really funny. So my, uh, my, Football, jeez. My, uh, my in-laws were over um, uh, the other day in the evening. My brother was also there as well and my my father-in-law is a, is a bit of a football fan he likes to have football banter that's more or less just what we text each other about is, is with football banter and um he asked my brother about like his feelings on, on everton this season and my brother was just like oh you know what I'm, I'm trying to stay away from it because i just get too upset i haven't watched the england games since we uh, since that iceland match in, uh, in 2000 whatever it was and then All of a sudden, something got him triggered because he started talking about it and then my brother got really passionate about how annoyed he was this season. And then because he started getting annoyed, I was then getting annoyed and we were both just talking about how annoyed we both were. I
2: got my... So I used to... When I used to work in another place, uh, there was a lot of football culture. That was like the main... I couldn't really talk. I had my select core group of guys who would talk wrestling and then everyone else spoke about football. Uh, So I got my football routine down pat to the point where... Everyone would talk about football and then they'd turn to me and say, Hey, Ollie, what did you think of the game? And I'd just go, Great throw ins. <laughs> and, and it would, you know, they, they, they just wanted that high spot. Yeah. I just said, Great throw ins. Really good throw ins this week. Because I, you know, I'd quite, you know, the way I was dressed and the way I carried
1: myself not a football guy no not a
0: football uh, guy was Was as a kid
2: I'm
1: never good at it mate. oh god no I was awful uh, at playing football when I was when I were a nipper and I was knee high to a grasshopper anyway
2: we've got a fun mailbag episode coming up on Monday so make sure to stay tuned for that this has been Luke Owen how do we sign stuff off I just say see you on Monday don't I yeah see you on Monday
1: love you bye